That's my best uh, Matthew McConaughey. I welcome all listeners to episode number six, our Dr. J episode, our Mickey Mantle episode, our Jay Cutler episode. I guess, shit, I hope it's not that bad. But in all seriousness, thank you once more for tuning in. This is Patio Cheers, and I'm your host, Zach Morrissey. I'm very excited to welcome my guest tonight, Jack Fitzgerald, a.k.a. Fitz. Fitzy, Fitz Magic, or Gerald. <laughs> Fitz, what's good, my dude? How are you? Appreciate you having me on in the house. Nice to see another face. It is. Uh, Second one. If anybody out there wondering why we're not social distancing, go fuck yourself. It's Kim Reynolds says it's cool, so <laughs> if I want to have a guy step into my house, have a couple beers, and shoot the shit on some stories in the past, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. What you drinking tonight? We got a Zach Morrissey Blue Moon White Sky Citrus Wheat. Getting the people on it. Yep. Anybody who's listened to this before the special's up, Hy-Vee is running a $4 off manufacturer discount for a 12-pack of White Skies. Again, keeping the white girl waist tight. <laughs> I got a Sam Adams Sam 76 Refreshing Lager. And I'm telling you, it's phenomenal. Like, Let me try that. Here, get a Give little sippy sip. Uh-oh. There he goes. That's the Rona. It was a side of Rona. That is pretty good. Pretty good beer. Yeah, man. Right? Give it a shot, people. It's grilling season. Get your sweat on. <laughs> Mow the lawn. Grill some steaks up. And have yourself a Sam Adams 76. That's I honestly I should get an endorsement for that. That shit, like I should get paid for my time talking on Sam Adams 76. Yeah, they need to put you on some ads or something. Yeah. Just I mean, I'll keep talking about it. They keep sending me. 12 pack a week, whatever. I keep talking about it. How's quarantine treating you? What's like the last nine weeks been like? Probably went to Minnesota like a week before spring break for Iowa State. And we were there for like a day or two. And ever since then, I haven't done shit really. Wake up, Netflix. Wake up, Netflix. Work out. Homework, Netflix. (laughs) It's like the daily grind right now. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting nine weeks to say the least because you have the the daily battle of do I do nothing, which is what my schedule says I should do, or do I get my ass off the couch and do something so I don't feel like a huge piece of shit. It's been way harder to get off the couch. Yeah, hit um, the links a few times. That's been that's that, been like the highlight. If yeah. Kim Reynolds had it come out like day one and said golfing was fine, oh yeah, everybody For would sure. be just in For a sure. pissy ass mood. Handicap, what do you got? I honestly couldn't even tell you. I have no idea. My dad's a golf pro and I suck. So that's makes for a good family bonding moment. We can go out with pops and uh, he's a golf pro, literally. He's got the license or whatever you have to do to say you are and you suck. Yeah, it's it's not very fun. It's okay. It's not very Sorry. fun. It's all right, man. Um, I'm going to dive into a little bit about how Fitzy and I know each other. I'll go through his background. I'm just where he's from, where I got to know him and, and playing career. Then from there, kind of like his transition where wasn't with him or around him for a while. And then what he's done post-grad. So that's kind of the agenda. And, uh, we'll go ahead and dive in. I'm drinking a bottle, so I can't crack it in the microphone today. I might have to I'll crack one for you. Yeah. Give me a I crack right there. All right. Oh, beautiful. Let's Oosh. get going. 
So Fitzy and I know each other. Um, again, it comes back to baseball because fuck, I can't make any friends outside of baseball, it seems. But <laughs> <laughs> um, we played together on Iowa Select. It was a high school baseball team, basically. It played outside of your actual high school, travel around, play different schools. Anybody that listened to episode one, same way I met Brock. Um, and then Fitzy and I ended up playing later at Kirkwood. But we'll start with his earlier playing background at Mason City, Newman. Yep. Not, not City High. Nope. No, sir. What's, uh, uh, what's 1A Newman life like? In sports or like in general? Yeah, let's, just to start in general. We'll go in general. Um, I probably had 50 kids in my high school class, so everyone was pretty close. Knew everyone in the high school pretty much down to middle school and elementary, so pretty tight-knit community there. Um, Is it different, though, than, like, just a, a – real like, because you guys are still within Mason City, yeah, so you have, yeah. like, it's not a big city. I mean, like, 30,000 people is big enough to where you – it's can, 4A. You can go out and do shit, you know, yeah. and like you have enough people around you. Just the school itself was miniature compared to where sure. you went to high school. So, yeah. Um, Big bad Anthony. <laughs> and where all the stallion athletes go and come from. Jeez. <laughs> After we had Blake on the fucking podcast and basically says how he quit every sport in freshman year and. D team transition to B team, you know, grew, but uh, tell me about the sports side of Newman. You got um, like you're a, a multi sport athlete. Yeah. So I played baseball, basketball, and football. And um, to be honest with you, the the <laughs> the one A competition isn't that great. But <clears throat> I mean, in baseball, we played. 4A, 3A, 2A teams. We didn't really play too many 1A teams until we played conference games or like yeah. went to the playoffs or state or whatever. Um, but what's, what's the average weight of an offensive lineman in 1A football? <laughs> uh, well, for like for our school, it was far less than the teams we played. We were above or below 200. Oh, below, below, <laughs> easily, just... easily. And I played quarterback, so I was fucking terrified. Run around. I had to run for my life, dude. So I remember a story uh, when we played select that we went down to Arizona, and you were a starting quarterback, and you missed homecoming. Yeah. What kind of what kind of heat you get for that? So, well, it's funny because I was a senior, and I was on the homecoming court, and I was the starting quarterback, and I had to miss our homecoming football game my senior year to go play baseball in Arizona with a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> Thank so, you. Um, I told our coach, I, I had to have told him before. It was definitely before the season that I was just going to, like, I have to miss this week because, well, it was the Evo Shield game. Yeah, it was? Was, it was like the national showcase yeah, was, or something. It was, like, some, it was some big Basically the or, west side of the country. Like, I remember, uh, what was that? Something Jackson. He was like top player in the country. Yeah. I was playing. There was a lot of yeah, good yeah. ass dudes there. There was a lot of teams there. And I basically told him, because at this point, I wasn't committed yet to anywhere. And that was 
one of the bigger opportunities sure. you've noticed playing in Arizona at Evo Shield with a million dudes there watching you or whatever. So I told him that I was going to have to miss it, and he was cool with it until it came to week seven or eight or whatever it yeah. was, and he lit my ass up, <laughs> and I came home or whatever, and I think I went to practice the next day, and he was like, yeah, you're not starting this week. And I was like, okay, like, fuck it. Well, I wasn't going to like argue. I I mean, I'd missed the game, but so I kind of wore it. And then we were down like 21 at half on Friday and the other coaches were like, just fucking put him in. So I only had to sit out a half. So it wasn't too bad. So are you a true, was Newman as good at football as they were the other sports? Um, I mean, obviously not baseball. That's yeah. what. They would be known for. for. Um, I mean, basketball, we were okay. We had Coach Rama as our coach. Did you know that? Who? Coach Rama. You probably didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Earlier in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he coached basketball at Newman my sophomore year, I think it was. And we were actually – we were really good. I think we were, like, second in the conference. and, And, like, our conference in basketball was way better than it was in baseball. Like, sure. The teams in the conference in baseball were not – They are ass cheeks. They were not as, like, good as we were. But the, the basketball teams had kids that went to a bunch of different schools. So – Baseball-wise, though, you guys are powerhouse in the northwest or just north yeah. central. Yeah. I don't know what specifically. But how many years mm-hmm. has Newman won the division in a row? I think uh, – I think last year it was like 40-something. 40, 40 years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, either like, it's like 39 or 40. But football, I we made the state twice when I was in high school. So it's not like we were bad by any means. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it's it's How a many, little different competition than what most people play. So How many rings in the baseball that I have, yeah, I only have one. Oh. Lost, yeah, we lost in the championship twice and won once. So, right. I mean, I got to play there all four years. Sure, so that's, that's give fair enough. That's, one's enough. I got yeah. none. Yeah. Anybody listening from fucking Anthony, you know we shit that down our leg. <laughs> um, all right, so you transition. You go to Newman. We go to the playing all this perfect game shit. Yep, Creighton. Blue Jays come calling. Yeah. Um, what ended up, you know, making you decide to go to, to Creighton over any of the other programs that were recruiting you? Yeah. Um, they, I mean, obviously, TD Ameritrade's pretty tough to pass up. Yeah. I mean, where the College World Series is for any yeah. non baseball people. The so, home, home stadiums where the College World Series is played. So that's a pretty tough pass on there. But, um, the, the guy that recruited me, Spencer Allen, he went to Illinois, uh, what, like four or five years ago or whatever that was when they had that breakout year. They oh, had yeah. like 50 jacks or whatever. Um, he was the hitting infield coach, and he was the one that recruited me heavily. So I was pretty close with him and both of those things, like all the facilities and yeah, that coach kind of made my decision. And then – I think the week before I got to campus, he actually left. So sick. That was Super dope. Not so chill to find out. 
So get six months in at Creighton, say this place fucking sucks. These guys are a bunch of squares. I need to go team up with these fuckwads over at, at Kirkwood. What was that yeah. like stepping from the like glamour? I, I mean, like Creighton's not the biggest D one, but no. like it's it's a big like, enough. It's a nice looking college campus. They've got nice ass facilities. And the classes are hard and. They're well taught. <laughs> Going to eat in Pizza Ranch every road trip. Everybody's sandwiches. Oh, yeah. you're asking. If Rima listens to this, I know that you had a Pizza Ranch rewards card, and that's why we would drive <laughs> 30 minutes out of the way every time. Pizza Ranch. Every time. Nasty ass Pizza Ranch. Um, Kirk Cousins loves it, though. <laughs> What's no, it like but, coming into Kirkwood? Yeah, I mean, it. When I left Creighton, I just knew that I wasn't gonna play right away. The guys in front of me are, the guys that played middle infield in front of me are both in the MLB right now. So I just knew I had no chance to play right away. And when Rima told me I could come in and like walk onto the team, basically, because that's what me and Brock and whoever else, who JT. else, yeah, I mean that's what you had to do. So. Coming in and like knowing you and Torn and Hass and Colton and all those guys, actually, it definitely helped a little bit with the transition. But what's your first thought when you move in and you go to practice for the first day? Go to practice. Um, we'll start with the serious baseball. Okay. Side. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, like, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary for me, really. I mean, normal Ryan, baseball. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brock has seemed to shit on it. Nah, I mean, well, shit, at K-State, I don't know what they do. It's like fucking Navy <laughs> yeah. SEAL camp over there. But, um, I mean, I had Rhyme as a coach when I was little. We would do a lot of same sh- – not the same shit when we were, like, 10 years old, obviously, but, like, the same stuff that he would preach and sure. all the infield and hitting stuff. It, I mean, him and Ron I'm familiar with, so yeah. it wasn't too bad. That's a good point. That's a good point. How do you describe Kirkwood to other people when you, like, because I think Juco's just got this weird, like, nobody really knows what it is. Like, it's like in a different world. Juco baseball is, like, high-level stuff because you can get drafted right out of it. So you'll have guys go Mm -hmm. there that are just like, hey, I wasn't draft ready this year. I'll go next year. Uh, I think we'll actually probably talk about it. But, like, your brother's an example of that, like, that model or whatever. So Juco baseball is pretty good, but it also brings with it a cast of characters because if you get cut from NCA schools, you might just kick back to yeah, Co. too yeah. for any norm- number of reasons. How do you describe Kirkwood? Oh, in a baseball sense? No. Oh, okay. Opposite of that. In, a, in an anything sense. Uh, well, the first word that comes to mind has got to be shit show. It's just a, it's just a shit show of... If you've never seen everybody, everybody wants some. Is that what it's called? That's it. That's literally go watch everybody wants some on some streaming platform, and that's what JUCO baseball looks like. It's just to a T. It's just you party almost every day. You try to get girls that you probably shouldn't or couldn't get, and you go to practice the next day, and it's just every day. Then you live off of ramen noodles and peanut butter sandwiches and granola bars monster monster a lot of fucking monster and a lot of hawkeye 
Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Hot, <laughs> hot. I forgot that even existed. I didn't, honestly, it should be wiped out from existence. I think they just started transitioning it into nail polish. Like, I, I think it's it, I, honestly maybe the hand sanitizer that all these places are putting out in plastic, you know, bottles or whatever. That might be Hawkeye with basically like some rubber thrown in. I stopped drinking Hawkeye the day that I saw Ben Milks fill up his gas tank of his car with a <laughs> bottle of Hawkeye, and then he got home. <laughs> that was it for me. That was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. What was your uh, What was your impression of Chuck Diesel? Oh, your second geez, year, you man. played your freshman year. We lose whatever. Bell pieces out. Yeah. You're a position guy, middle infielder by trade, but you still have exposure to Chuck the pitching coach who we've described on a previous episode as one of the biggest uh, scumbags. Scumbags, you can say it for me, <laughs> of all time in terms of coaching. What was your impression of Chuck? And then give me a highlight of your experience with him. Well, the dude tried to fucking fight me. He literally <laughs> tried to fight me in the weight room one day. And it was in the fall, so that was one of my first impressions of him. So... I mean, I don't know. He's just... Why did he try he, to fight you? I, can't, I probably said something fucking stupid to him. I probably bitched off and deserved it. But he's a grown-ass man trying to fight me. That was a little fucked up. Yeah, fair. But um, first impression of Chuck, he's just he's just a scumbag. There's literally there's no other way you can put it, dude. He, he'd come to parties and try to give kids drugs and steroids and alcohol and what was actually amazing is that like none of us wanted part of it no like he was basically a one-man show he was like, like trying to peer pressure all of us into shit we were his own players and it was actually pretty amazing that the high majority of people didn't like buy into any of that that's but. fair that's fair i think my favorite thing of chuck as a as a pitching coach that just stands out about like his character is he had this, this pre-workout called angel bust. <laughs> and this thing came in like a blue and black container yeah. that looked like somebody took like spray paint and put like a metallic cover to it. And then he would, every time he would open it, it would have this of uh, dust come out with it, which I don't know if that was like, manufacturing or a marketing thing or if it just happened because of the shit that he was giving us but he would anytime that you wanted to he wanted to see you throw hard because you get recruited as a guy you get recruits to go to the next level you look better as a coach yeah and chuck would walk up to you before as you were warming up and he'd be like you want some angel dust? You want some angel dust and Adderall? <laughs> <laughs> coach, and then it's coach, like, I'm 18. He'd literally already have it in his hand for you in the scoop ready to, to just mouth it. He was like, like dry take, scoop it. Yeah, he, he didn't take no for an answer. You're <laughs> taking angel dust and Adderall and you're going to throw fucking 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Throw it. He, he, he would have swore that you throw two, three miles per hour harder. But it's all good, you know. Chuck, Chuck rounded out my character, strengthened it on the Jesus, positive side. Dude. What's it? Uh, what's it like playing with some of the Latin dudes we played with? Like, what was your experience? And that's how, like, I hope it doesn't come off to the listeners as racist. They're just a different group of dudes because these people grew up 
in the Dominican and Puerto yeah. Rico yeah. and they like grew up and then they moved to um, New York City and lived in the boroughs there. I think these guys like were eye opening to me, like yeah, a, just a some... different culture and personality yeah. type. Those guys were, I mean, like Sully and Randy, like two guys from Puerto Rico in the DR were like two of my best friends at Kirkwood. I can easily say that they're like two of the closest friends that I had there in my year that I was with them. So, um, they're, they're wild. They're just goofy, dude. They, they do a lot of shit differently than us, but like in terms of like playing, but, um, vamos, vamos. <laughs> um, no, but they're, they're really good. All the Latin guys that I've played with have been really talented and that's just all cause they, that's all I know. Yeah, like, dude, they they play to get off the island, so they have different lingo. Is there any lingo Everything. that stands out to you? Like you just like it's different than any like the one that stands out to me, and then I'll let you give yours. Is Jeff my freshman year? Jeff is this guy, Jeffrey Castillo, and he's like, man, it, bacon, egg, and cheese out here. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Uh. And he's like. What you mean? I'm like Jeff. I don't understand what the fuck you just Did he said. Tell you what it meant. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, that's, that means it's hot out." <laughs> I'm like, "You just added like five words." Cheese. <laughs> like, no, that's not right. Wrong. <laughs> was there anything um, that stood out like that specifically? Is just like, wow, I cannot believe that is how they talk. Um. I won't give you lingo. I'll give you like an example of something that they do. Go for it. Because open this, mic. This shit is funny. So, can I use a name? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we play with this guy named Solier or Solium Javier Reyes Riaz. <laughs> he's got four names. But um, my freshman year, he's from Puerto Rico. He he can speak English. Like, he, he got better and yeah. better as it went on, but, like, still sometimes you have to say, I'm like, no, dude, that's not how you fucking talk. And one time he was in Ozzy Adams' room. He lived with Ozzy Butts and uh, Patty. And Sully is taking a shit on the toilet. And he, like, finishes his shit or whatever, and he wipes his ass. And this motherfucker throws the toilet paper in the garbage and, like, flushes the toilet and he's he used like i don't even know how many pieces of toilet paper and ozzy comes in the bathroom and he's like it's like sully what the fuck you put you put your shit toilet paper in the garbage like next to the toilet he didn't flush it and so he's like oh that's how we that's how we do it in puerto rico what do you mean you flush it down the toilet just like different just, world man. i was blown away that he put like literal shit in the toilet. Literally, I'll get you like a fish. Say, <laughs> <laughs> he can go on and on. I wish, I don't know how I'll ever get him, but I wish I could get oh, Sully dude, on the podcast. He, he or would be so funny, Randy, or like the. Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna go down that story. This squirter. <laughs> Is there any moment of Kirkwood that just stands out? And if you were to tell people, like you know that they would come back at you, like. Nah, that's that's not real. Like that. Is there anything that like comes to your brain and you just tell people and you're like, I gotta preface this, but I swear this is true. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that like Hass did, Colton did, like Clem is his own creature. We 
Clem, you, you're uh, getting on the podcast, you fuck. Um, I guess I would have to say, I mean, you said Hass and Colton, so that's where my mind went. Um, I think I think Clem was there too, but um, I think it was our it was our freshman year because it was the first semester that I was there because I okay. transferred in, and um, it's like Super Bowl. Oh, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl Sunday. Sunday, yeah, and. So we got like a shit ton of snow, right? Like we got so much snow. School got canceled the next day, like well, on was, Sunday night, was, right? Um, I think the next day was like President's Day or something. We had Monday off. Yeah, yeah. We but there was drifts. I know what you're saying. There's like a blizzard. So there's six foot snow drifts. And um, so we're watching the Super Bowl or whatever. We don't have school the next day, so we got like thirty plus guys in one apartment just fucked up. And <laughs> you were involved in this, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, you were, you dumbass. <laughs> I can't remember exactly how it went down. You probably know better than I do, but I want to say you had a phone. You were videotaping, you little shit. So we're all we're all just plastered, and Zemo's got his phone out recording some shit, and Colton Smith decides to start stapling himself or something. Literally stapling his arm. arm. Yeah, he started stapling his arm. And Zemo's recording this entire time, like throughout this whole story. And I think it was Clem and Hass go up on the balcony. So like at the apartments at Kirkwood, it's like three stories high. And there's this little wooden deck on the back of each, each apartment. And Hass has... He's holding Clem, and he's, like, shaking him like he's going to chuck him off the roof. And he's, he's like, you're not going to fucking chuck me. There's no way. And Hass just takes this dude. Hass is, like, what, like, 6'6", six, six, like, 250? Yeah. He's, like, Shaq of Kirkwood Baseball. And yeah. Clem's, like, knock. I don't know. Like he's just John not. Livingston? Yeah, like whatever. skinny-ass, grindy little <laughs> bitch. So <laughs> Hass just takes full control of Clem and just like pulls both of them off the roof, like off the third story (laughs) into the snow. Like didn't know if they broke their leg or whatever. And Zemo gets this on Snapchat and come to practice the next day. And apparently Zemo forgot he had coach Ron on Snapchat. And I think we ran for like an hour or two straight, just in literally, just until everyone started puking, pretty much. And that was our practice. We went home after that. They were like, it was three courts wide at the rec. And they were like, I don't know. We couldn't have been stretching for more than five minutes. Coaches are acting a little weird. This is like we're a like, week before opening day. Or like two yeah, weeks yeah. before. No, it, yeah. It was potentially six days. We need to go back and find the math. But they're like, coaches are acting a little weird. And. You can tell something's up, but we know. All right, we've been kind of fucking dumbasses lately. Like, I think, I think he actually. Ethan Howard had a hydrogen peroxide in his eye. Oh yeah, who's a dad now? He, dude, I think he asked. He was like, he was like, who? He's like, step forward if you didn't drink last night. And like one, <laughs> one fucking guy stepped Probably forward. Probably Eric I think it was, and dude. He's like everyone else, just like. Well, that was later because he go. We were stretching, and he's like, somebody was fucking talking, and he's like, "You guys aren't ready to practice. Get on the line." 
He's just he got so, it all set up. <laughs> it didn't take five minutes. Yeah. Somebody was stretching, probably not in line, no. and we ran three courts wide, just one after yeah. another. And then he's like, "Get on the other line." He's like, "Why are we running?" <laughs> and nobody, you know, you're looking around each yeah. other, and you're like, uh, "I don't fucking do know." Do like, it? do we tell him? Yeah. And somebody's like, "Cause we didn't show up ready to practice." And he's like, "Run, <laughs> sprint." <laughs> And it, we run for another 15, 20 minutes, and he's like, why aren't we why, why are we running? Somebody's like, because we all slept in our day up. No, run. And then, on and on, dude. I think Steggy was it finally was like, Steggy. he's like, because like, we all got fucked up. <laughs> he's like, you're damn right. <laughs> run. Uh, it was like, dude, it was like fucking straight out of Miracle. Yeah. Again. No shit. That's a good, that's a good comparison. That was, was not. That was like my fucking first month there. I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to be dope. Yep. Oh, man. That'd be some video to find. I got to I gotta pull that up. So you play your two years at Kirkwood. Don't We don't win shit. Lose again. And uh, you get an offer to go down and play Houston Baptist yep. in the yep. Southland. Southland Conference. Yes, sir. What's it like going down to uh, – Houston. Like, first of all, your first, what, fucking like two weeks there, flood. Flood, yeah. Well, that was my, that was my senior year. Oh, shit. All right. But, all right. um, yeah, it's just, it's like a different, it's like a different life down there, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm from Mason City, Iowa. I mean, little dinky town of Iowa, pretty much, and to go to Houston, don't cross these train tracks and you get shot kind of shit where you go downtown and it's like the nightlife's just like how you would imagine. So it was a totally different experience coming from little town, Iowa to Houston, Texas. Did you like Houston? Oh yeah. It was, it was a blast, dude. It was, I'm not, I don't want to offend you and say I had more fun than Kirkwood. Cause I, I don't know. It's close. I had a ton of fun. I mean, I wasn't 21 at Kirkwood. So. True, true. That does add its own element. I mean, I think Maryville, the same way St. Louis yeah, is fucking yeah. fun as hell. Like, I have less – I think I probably have less baseball stories from Maryville, but, like, Kirkwood yeah. is just, like, it's a different yeah. group of idiots. Yeah. But, all right, so you transfer down, Houston Baptist. Houston's dope. What's D1 baseball like? You're going back for your second time now because you obviously yeah. got your six months at – at Creighton, but then really not, not, I mean, you practice baseball at Creighton, mm. but like never played. What's D1 baseball like? Um, Especially down south. That's a different yeah, breed. I mean, I mean, in the Southland Conference, the pitching was what it was known for pretty much. And being a position player, that shit sucks. Just like <laughs> all, I mean, we, the competition at Kirkwood was really good. A lot of the guys we played went, on to play D1. A couple guys got drafted here and there. So it's not like we were playing scrubs when we were at Kirkwood. Sure. But like we play at Kirkwood and they roll out some dude out of the bullpen throwing 80 and you're like, okay, here's my little inning off where I can yeah. fucking piss on some balls pretty much. Sure. Every guy they roll out at D1 slinging 90 plus, 95 plus. So sure. I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest difference was just the pitching. Was there any cool stadiums or like teams you guys played? Obviously oh, yeah. you're like a mid-major, but mm-hmm. still in an area with like loaded with a ton of talent. Oh, yeah. um, we played 
A&M, which would be – that'd be cool for anyone that's never played them. Their stadium's <laughs> sick. Um, then, like, Baylor, Rice, Houston. Um, the conference tournament we played in, the stadium was about 10, 15 minutes from where our campus was, so we were kind of like the home team oh, there. Sure. Um, but it's uh, the Sugarland Skeeters. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. No? Indie ball team, their stadium's pretty sick, and – for whatever reason, I always decided to play my best games at the end of the year, so I like that stadium a lot. That's dope. Did you guys ever play at uh, Minutemen? Nope. We really? didn't get to, yeah. They reserved that for the LSUs and Texas A&Ms <laughs> of the world. The big boys? Yeah. So, sophomore year, we touched on – or senior year, sorry. We touched yeah, on a little bit. Yeah. The fucking flood oh, yeah. of Houston. That shit was crazy. Which, uh, which hurricane was that? Um, Harvey. Hurricane Harvey. That's what it was. What's that like? That shit was crazy. I've never experienced anything like that. We, I think it was the day before it hit. It was supposed to hit. They were saying. We went out and bought just a stupid amount of groceries, alcohol, like anything we could find. If the power went out, then we'd have stuff to eat. And, um... We had to park our cars in the hospital parking ramp behind campus so they wouldn't take any float damage away. or float <laughs> away. So um, so where I was living at the time was like our safe house, basically. And we had a four-bedroom apartment. <clears throat> and in the apartment, we had me and my other three roommates, so four guys. And we had three of my other teammates come stay with us two of their girlfriends and two dogs. So we had 10 people and two dogs in a four person apartment for 14 days. Fucking wild. We, we literally like didn't leave for 14 days. All we, we would wake up and drink and play the Xbox and drink and go to bed. Um, sounds like the life. We actually, kind of sounds like quarantine. We actually walked through the hurricane to get more booze one night, but that was, that was the only time we left. You do what you, you know, do what you can for a good uh, brewski. <laughs> Respect there. Cheer, cheers to making it through there. Yep. yep. Push. <laughs> Give people an insight. I think we get spoiled in Iowa and Central Iowa, especially with like just how, like it's not. There's not a lot that's sexy to Iowa. But it's a really nice state. Like, yeah. we have very yeah. low crime, very low employment. Like, the average, you know, like, standard of living is super high. Houston has not the same reputation. Mm. Like, what's it? What was eye-opening about living in Houston? Um, I'd just say, like, the culture and diversity. It's just, I mean, coming from where I live, and I don't know how it is in Ankeny, I guess, but there's not much culture and diversity in Mason City, Iowa. So, I mean, that in particular, and then just mixed with, like, the sports teams, the the bars or the restaurants, sure. all that stuff was just completely different than what I'm used to. So, you graduate from Houston Baptist with a degree in kinesiology. Kinesiology. Yeah. Kinesiology, whatever. Kylie, I some, think, has the same thing. Some stupid fancy term. It's the study of movement. Or something, or maybe the study of the human body movement. 
you get, something or another. You they fucking the, slap a name on it. And you get the gist of it. It's a piece of paper. You move back <laughs> to Cedar Rapids, though. Yep. Coach our alma mater. <laughs> you go back to Kirkwood. You couldn't get enough. You needed more. Oh, dude. Tell me what it's like going back and coaching at Kirkwood. It like, was <laughs> from fucking weird, dude. Sure. It was weird. Well, my, my youngest brother played on the team. Okay. So, I mean, that was cool to be able to coach him. Um, it's, it's just weird. Like, I'm, like, used to being a shithead at Kirkwood, like, one of those shitheads, and then I had to act like a fucking adult. <laughs> Which we all know. 22, yeah. So, I mean, and... Like, all the shit that we did, like, there were kids doing it on the team, and I had to, like, <laughs> tell them, like, no, 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 don't do that. But I was really, like, okay, yeah. Like, so, Let's go. Come on. So, well, I didn't pull any Chuck shit, if that's what people are wondering. So, I was <laughs> I was a good, good coach or You're role model. So. There you go. What, uh, <laughs> what stands out to me or, or what I think is funny about being a JUCO coach is, like, most of your pay does not actually come from coaching. No. Most of your income is based off of other outside business activities. Your little side job. Such as? Camp money. Like, I worked at the rec, so, which was not that fun. Not going to lie. It was not, not the best experience, but, um, yeah, you get a little chunk from coaching, but the the majority of what you're paid comes from another little side job on campus or your camp money. Or if you do like lessons, like I'd sure do like hitting or fielding lessons. So that's kind of where your chunk of cash comes from. Still working through your degree. Yep. Got your Kirkwood deal. <laughs> you got your coaching, whatever. But where you from our conversations kind of excel in coaching is more of the strength program. And then you get the opportunity to leave the Eagles and coach Rhino and transition to Iowa state. Talk Mm -hmm. to your experience there and kind of how you got the job, what it entails, really what you're doing right now. Yeah. um, You know, I, I was the only strength coach at Kirkwood and I mean, I just I needed to learn a lot more. I'd I'm not gonna lie to you and say I fucking know everything or knew enough because I don't or didn't. So I thought the best opportunity for me was to go be under some people basically and learn more and as much as I can from them in a short period of time before I finish my master's and I can hopefully get another gig somewhere else that full time and paying so that's, sure. that's kind of the plan so what do you do like what is your role within the program right now like obviously you're taking the experience to learn but like mm-hmm. what what uh, do they want from you or like what is your interactions with who on the staff because like you're at Iowa State you're with the football program yeah, correct? just football okay and then you intern with them or is yeah. it like a grad assistant it's job just, it's just an internship with the strength staff who is particular like primarily with football. They don't work sure. with any other sports. So, I mean, me and a couple of the other guys that are in the same position, we we just like basically assist with all the setups and lifts and stuff. Um, 
guys come to us if they have questions or whatever like we direct everything to the the head guys obviously they're like the dudes um assist with like all the sports science stuff it's uh, it's confusing if I'm trying to explain <laughs> it honestly. So I don't know. We're just we're there to basically learn more and more every day, and we just assist with everything on the table. Sure. So, what's uh, have you got like any sort of an inside look within the program that you were like, damn, I didn't realize this was going on, or like that's dope. Like, what have you seen from being inside the program that you would have no clue outside? I mean, I'm not like I've never been an Iowa State fan, so I haven't really ever known anything about Iowa State. Sure. But I don't. I just the the culture that they have is probably the the coolest thing or the biggest thing. Just all the coaches buying in together, and like nobody seems to butt heads or anything, and they're all pretty close, tight knit, and it's like a little community in there. So everyone kind of builds off each other. That's probably the coolest thing that I've seen. It makes me feel good. As an Iowa yeah. State fan, I like to know that yeah. it's not fucking turmoil. I see you over there with your heart beating. Yeah. Whereas, like, the, I think the came, a story came out with the wrestling program that, like, there was a head coach who actually is the, from Ankeny and is brothers with my neighbor growing up. They got into it over – who should be in the wrestle off or whatever. Mm. Can't remember the exact specifics of it. We're not going to let a few minor details ruin a good story. But oh, yeah. Yeah. basically dresser is like, no, fuck you. This guy should be doing that. And the other coach is like, no, you're a fucking idiot. It should be this guy, blah, blah, blah. They're fucking coaches. Like they're grown ass men, probably in their forties and fifties. Yeah. And they fucking drop the mitts and hoe down right there. <laughs> yeah. That, there's none of that in the football office. I'll tell you that. If that's what you're asking. What is the meat headiest thing that you have seen so far? Whether it's like at Iowa State. Yes, at Iowa State. Like just like consumption of food. It could be lifts. It could be just like dudes grunting, screaming. There's got to be something that stands out where you're just like, damn. Because being around baseball, like lifting is something, but yeah. like football is yeah. a different breed. Um. It's it's probably got to be like the screaming. I don't know. Sometimes it's like it's 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 not even fucking necessary. So you like look at them. You're like, what? It like sometimes in my head, I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Why why are you screaming or acting like that? But no, it's it's just high intensity. Like we have a whole brand new staff that kind of changed everything. How it used to be ran like before I got here. So from what all the other guys and players say that. It's like moving in the right direction. So. Good. Again, it makes me feel all right. <clears throat> makes me feel all right. Let's go back and kind of round out your story before we start pestering you. You got two brothers, very close family. Yeah. Both are they're funny dudes. They're good <laughs> shit. And uh, let's start with Ben. Ben. Ben, your your relationship with Ben, where he's at, and kind of some of the cool stuff that has come from either his career or you guys together. He's the one that would be closer to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ben is three years younger than I am. So when I was a senior, he's a freshman. Yep. Um, Ben, I don't know. Ben, you know Ben. He's just he's just fucking hilarious. He's like he's my brother, but he's like my best friend pretty much sure. um he played at nyack for two years 
Outfield. Juco. It's a Juco. Yeah, junior college in the same conference as Kirkwood. Um, Coach Ramon didn't want him. He fucking gives him shit all the time. But, yeah, after his sophomore year, he had a really good sophomore year. He hit, like, 310 or something, but he had, like, 12 jacks, I think. Like, had, I want to say, like, 20-some doubles. Just, like, a stupid amount of extra base hits. And nobody wanted him, so... We, I actually started like recruiting for him. I was the one like sending emails and shit out. So, University of Lafayette in or Louisiana, Lafayette answered one of my emails, thankfully. And <clears throat> their coach called me up like immediately and he was like, he was like, send me like the address of your high school or whatever. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This dude flies out the next week to watch me throw Ben BP and hit him ground balls. And you know, we're walking the outfield and the guy's like, yep, that's our three hole hitter next year. He just like <laughs> offered him right on the spot. It was pretty cool. That's dope. Um, Josh is, Josh is a couple years younger than Ben. So he was a freshman at Kirkwood this year and out with all the fucking COVID stuff going sure, on, he, was, he was he was slotted to be drafted too, but with how the draft's going to go, I don't know if he'll get taken. I mean, I don't even know how many rounds there are now. Did five. Five? Five. Oh, shit. Normally 40. Yeah. That's probably going to be a no-go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. But uh, Sorry, I mean, he's, he's had a couple teams call him and ask him for video because he can't go work out right now, obviously. Sure. But – uh kids committed to tcu with like i got to coach him and kind of help him a little bit get committed to tcu so those are like two pretty cool feats for my climbing on up personal life i mean trying to help both my brothers get recruited to division one yeah. is not something like kind of making a better do, like, so not necessarily making a better life for them because like houston baptist is dope but like Oh, Louisiana Lafayette like, is fucking no, sick. No, let's, let's just call it what it is. I mean, I would fucking put <laughs> HBU in the trash to go play at TCU <laughs> or Lafayette. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's all right. I just think it's cool. Me and my brothers are very different. Jake actually came and played with me at Kirkwood, which Shit show. fucking stories there, man. Jeez. Stories with Jake. And then Jared and I, Jared played baseball for like 12 seconds one year. <laughs> But uh, both of them are football players, so I don't have, like, the same experiences with them. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I, I guess I got Jake to Kirkwood, but he fucking blew out his shoulder playing <laughs> rugby before he even got there. And then smoked his way through to a fucking .63 GPA. Like, <laughs> fucking idiot. But, no, Jake's good shit, too. So that kind of rounds out what I wanted to run through with you. And now I'm going to be implementing a new section. That I threw out in episode five with Aubrey, and then I got some positive feedback, and people were like, you know what? That fucking actually is a good idea. So, my friend, do you have a full beer or medium beer? How much is left? Yeah, we got a good, good amount. We got a good amount of beer. Okay. So, this section is going to be called Trivia. We'll come up with a better name some other day. It, that, we're just going to go with trivia today. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything off the top of my head, so fucking trivia, bitches. <laughs> Three questions. If Fitzy can get them right, I will drink. If he gets them wrong, he will drink. 
Five Mississippi for every miss. Oh, shit. Yep. All right. Three questions. What year was Anheuser-Busch founded? Bro, what a, the fuck is that? A, 1877. B, 1776. C, 1905. Or D, 1852. Bro, that's just a fucking absurd question. Is it on the can? Oh, fuck. I didn't think about that. Is Drinking it? Bush Light? Um, I don't think it is. Do you need me to read them back to you? No, we're going to go with C. Is D, night, or 1852. Five Mississippi, my friend. Three, four, five. Question number two. Joey Chestnut is uh. the world record holder for hot dogs consumed at the Nathan's annual hot dog eating contest. How many hot dogs did he eat? A, 74, B, 65, C, 69, or D, 81? It's either A or D. So either 74 or 81. I'm going to go 81. It is A, oh, 74. kidding me. I knew it, dude. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's another five, my friend. Cheers. One, two, three, four, five. And just enough to polish off that 12 ounces of bush light. And our final question today on the episode. Titans coach Mike Vrabel last year said that he would do this to win a Super Bowl. A, give up his son. B, cut his dick off. C, trade 20 years off of his life, or D, never, ever have another beer. Where the fuck do you get these questions? I, I got to listen to your last one and hear what the fuck those were. <laughs> Just came up what with was the, the last answer? A, give up his son. B, cut his dick off. C, trade 20 years off his life, or D, never, ever have another beer. Did he say this on TV? He said it in an interview, in a podcast. Okay. But it made it made the news after it happened. Dude. I want to say B, but that just seems so just fucked up for a coach to say on TV. Yeah, fuck it. We're gonna go. It wasn't on TV. It was a podcast. Like it was. Oh, we're gonna go cut your dick off. Cut my dick. Correct. Off. Yeah. And to that, I will drink. Don't worry, and Mike. You haven't had to cut your dick off yet, buddy. You fucking haven't won a Super Bowl. I'll count you down. Two, three, four, five. <sighs> All right. That rounds out this section of uh, trivia this week. And... Dude, I knew the Joey Chestnut one. I'm pissed me <laughs> off. I'm kind of heated right now. <laughs> I tried to get a layup on the last one. Damn. That brings us to our last section of the podcast, the weekly segment of rapid fire questions these will be a little bit easier no forced drinking involved are you ready to go yep you got it mount rushmore of your weirdest teammates the top four of them we're going chuck wait can i go you, coaches yeah okay <laughs> chuck yeah brock threw the exact same thing he goes can i put a coach in <laughs> oh, chuck. yeah chuck should be everyone's that even knows who he is yep um, we're going to go Michael Eberhardt. 
Ebby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why right? makes Ebby so weird? Dude, he just he I, I don't even know. You don't even you don't know if he's coming to practice, but if he does come, he's probably fucking hammered. He literally showed up to a practice on a Saturday morning and said he already had six beers. It was nine a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and he's you can smell it on him. Uh, okay, question or number three. Number three. Um I gotta I gotta go Hass. I yeah. gotta go Hass. Yep. Yep. Number four, right. rounding out. I might like put like half a face of two people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can extend it. Half a face of Jay Campbell and half a face of Torin. Yes. Yeah. Which funny is Jeez, that they're roommates. Dude. Like we're 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 joining them together. I'm fine with that. I hope you're listening, Torin. Jay, <laughs> I love you, dude. I don't know where you're at, but you're a fucking good dude. Thanks for the fettuccine Alfredo, man. <laughs> Top three rappers right now, or just your favorite, actually, of Let's all not, time. All time, actually. Let's go that. All right, um, Lil Wayne, obviously, Ooh. the goat. Mr. Um, Carter. Probably gotta go Mac Miller. Rip to the R. kid. R. Yeah. Um, of all time, uh, you throw your three. You don't have to like rank them yeah. like all time prestige. These are your My favorites. Three, Obviously, Mac I'm, doesn't make it if it's. I, like, Probably gotta go with my boy Kevin Gates. <laughs> Kevin Gates, I saw yeah. him in St. Louis right before he went to jail. <laughs> For... Wrong, wrongfully went to jail. Free Kevin Gates. Yeah, free Gates. Free Gates. Boy, don't belong in there. Love it. Favorite teammate outside of your your host. Um, I don't know. I've had some fucking weird ones. Favorite. I probably though. gotta go with. Tyler DePreta Johnson played with him at HBU. He won Gold Glove. He's in the Rangers organization, but uh, that's one of my best friends that I played with. So, nope. Would you rather be top half beaver, bottom half human, or top half human, bottom half beaver? Where's the Where's the cutoff line? Right at the waist. Belly button. Oh shit! So you gonna have a beaver dick, or are you gonna have yeah? A human dick? That's exactly what I was thinking, Zach. We're going to oh, trying to think of what a fucking beaver looks like. Uh, you know what? We're going to go top half human, bottom half beaver. You're going to have a beaver cock. Yep. We're going to fucking sling that thing. <laughs> I didn't know what you would go. Like, I don't Dude, know I, that's right a tough way. one because like, you either have a beaver cock with a normal looking face or your face is a fucking beaver and you got a human's dick. Can't use your. I mean, I don't know if it doesn't work either way. <laughs> I'll have to ask Bridget off air. <laughs> Final question every week it makes on the podcast. Yep. It's the the, yep. the the signature of the podcast of Patio Cheers. If you can sit on the back patio, you can have beers just like we're doing right now. Tell stories, shoot the shit, ask them anything you want. You get the answer. Like. You get all the secrets. Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Top three people. Go. All right. This might sound a little fucked up. Can't I've been thinking about this. There's been a lot of fucky answers on this. Has anyone said Hitler? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's, Dude, hear me out here, though. Not, not saying I think highly of the guy. Like, obviously. But I just want to know what the fuck is going on. 
like what how he like manipulated people into like doing what he wanted or like what his thought process was uh yeah i mean if he comes on the back porch and is alive for an hour and doesn't fucking hurt anybody and just tells me what i want to know then i might have to say him okay just to, just to know um and then i might go joe rogan just because he's he's he, my competition he's in like the podcast a, world he's like a, a big variety guy I, he is there's a lot super, there super intelligent everyone he interviews is totally fucking different than the next one and he's been through a lot of shit i don't know i think he's he'd definitely be interesting to talk to his outlook on dmt yeah that's something else yeah i just saw wow. that too third um, one third round one. it out this is it you got hitler joe rogan <laughs> that sounds yourself, so bad dude and somebody else sitting at the table uh, who's the who's who's the last one I might have to go with Mac Miller. Dope. Yeah, just just to just to talk to him. I don't know. Sure. I Max, figured, you did. I figured not to talk to people that are alive in case I would talk to them at some point. So. So you got Joe Rogan, got, Mac Miller, and Hitler. Peace. <laughs> oh, all shit. of you have brown hair. So far, he probably is gonna kill all yeah, of you. You're we'll, all. We'll be off. <laughs> You get Joe Rogan to spike his fucking beer. Jeez. We're not going to worry about the chemistry of those people at the table, but I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you answering the question. I think it's interesting always to get uh, everybody's different opinions. And uh, if nothing else, I appreciate an hour of your time or run through this shit. And it was fun going down memory lane, having a couple beers. And, you know, I got a fucking room to paint. And Kylie's out of town, so it's all by myself. I just step away from the room for a bit. Appreciate your support, man. One of the homies. One of the homies. Thanks for having me. Cheers.